Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. I know. <laughs> I took a short sabbatical. I gotta kill somebody here, so you know you might want to call nine one one. We've been out for a while, and uh, well, you know, I've been on other shows, other people's shows. It's kind of funny. Oh, stop! Some some men just want such attention. I swear. <laughs> Be sure to lock your door. There's a lot to go behind you. Uh, this is Patty Holster, and hey, we're K- on live KWOD Radio. I know it's hard to believe uh, that we're uh, <laughs> we're only diffi- we're not experiencing any technical difficulties. We're just experiencing when men decide, oh, we got to fix something right now because you know we're trying to get out the door and be quiet. So this is this is going to be interesting. We got Dana Reinwell, and you know I, I love this lady. She's just such a wonderful, warm giving person and she is uh again she she's such a prolific author she's been writing for a long time and she's got uh you know quite a stable of books uh behind her and we're just excited because she's got a new one coming out on september 8th and i said you know what we need to have you on the show and i says good reason to start the show again uh for the fall season and uh we're gonna we're gonna again you know, actually take it to one day a week because I just, honestly, it's just kicking. It's crazy right now. Um, but I know I need to, you know, keep up the keep up your peeps and uh, and let you guys know, hey, things going on. Real fast before we get on the phone with uh, Dina. Well, we have hardly anything going on in September. Now, <laughs> uh, October and November is actually screaming crazy, but... Uh, you know, we've been doing a Hey Girl show. We just did one last night, and uh, <laughs> that didn't go well. Uh, Wi-Fi being what it is, it just didn't, didn't work as well, and, and I don't know what the deal is. But, um, we tried to do that particular show last Wednesday and had, uh, you know, had flooding. I think just, you know, we've gone through every single kind of, you know, I was just, I was looking for the frogs, you know, the frogs to show up any moment because it was just, uh, what, do, what do we have to do to get this one it's one group, right? I just don't, just don't know. So, you know, love these guys, and here we just couldn't seem to get the show to stay up. So, um, yeah, we'll be probably pulling that uh, show down. So, if you want to hear a really bad show, which you can see here, the one from last night, uh, I apologize to them. You know, David V. He's just such a wonderful person, and 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 I just love his music. So, you know, definitely, you guys need to find Squid Dog. You know, go out and and take a, you know. Find them and listen to them, and of course, Mark Greenwall is part of that. And as you guys know in the pop culture community, Mark Greenwall is our man, and we need to support our people. And uh, he's this awesome body painter and, and artist, and he does lighting. And I mean, what? And he also plays the keyboards. I know it's just hard to believe. And he has to sing. So it's like, what more can this guy do to get your attention? I don't know. I just don't know. So. 
get out there and find out Squid Dog and uh, and take a listen because and, and, and you know you can get on uh, their website, you get on Google. I know it's concept. You can get on Google and 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 Google Squid Dog. All one word. It's a band here, and uh, take and take a listen. So what else we have going on? We also have a show that we do every Sunday, and that is uh, the Alan Joe Show. That's uh, Next Space, the Next Space Show with Alan Joe. That's uh, uh, Don and I actually going at it from both from all different angles, <laughs> and we are. We're live, so we're happy to be here, and we are just going to go right into Dina because we have a lot to talk about. Hey, Dina. Hey, Patty. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so honored that I'm I'm here with you on your first show back. Yeah, well, we, we took the summer kind of off because it's been such a crazy summer. Uh, it was a training, you know, been teaching people. And uh, getting all these books in, in the stable, and I was like, uh, you know, we need to get the show back up because uh, we've got a couple other shows that we're doing, uh, which of course I'm part of, but I didn't have any of my own, you know. So well, here I am. Here you are. Here <laughs> you are. <laughs> and just at the right time. I mean, you've got another book coming. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't have been more perfect if we planned it ourselves. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Yeah. It? Must be a couple of women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we get no it No men involved in there whatsoever. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy summer. You know, I, I take every break from teaching that I have to get all of my writing in. Uh, I turn off the teacher, I turn on the author, and I just go mad with the wordage. And, you know, I have stories to tell. i got to get them out. So this exactly. summer I, I had a, a story to get out for Faded Desires Publishing. I had a story to get out for me, which is The Angel Rising, which is what we're, we're, we're here about today because... Angel yay. Rising, yay! Angel <laughs> Rising is the fourth in the Brethren series. It's coming out on September eighth, but it's already up on Amazon for pre-order. So, um, if you folks are listening out there and you're intrigued, you can certainly pre-order it, and it will be there for you. Um, and it, uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's. It takes Hannah, who is a little child, a six-year-old, in the very first book I ever wrote, Trinity, and she's all grown up now. And it was inevitable. She had to grow up because that's what was supposed to happen. So I had to tell her story. And it's so epic. It's taking two books. And I'm happy to say that Angel Rising Book 2 will be out probably about a month from now. Uh, maybe, you know, like uh, probably mid-October. That's how uh, that's how tight it is. Yeah. Yeah, we see it here. Uh, Angel Rising, it says it's, on, it's going to be on Kindle. Pre- so it's pre-ordered until September 8th, on September 8th. Awesome. Hey, I'm so excited. 
Yeah. So it's every really every time that, I'm giving everybody the, that particular uh, link right here. Great. And it's clickable, so everyone just click right on there and go right to your Amazon page. Bam. Get it done. Bam. <laughs> yep. Because let me tell you, Angel Rising Book 1 is just smoking. It's awesome. Uh, I, You know, how can it help but not be after years of writing you know thing you just get sharper and sharper and and these exactly. you know this is family i'm writing about here you know and yeah. uh so it's pretty amazing so you consider that your that your characters are growing up with you oh absolutely absolutely you know um it was exciting i've known about this since i wrote trinity i knew hannah would have to grow up I knew that there were issues presented in Trinity that um, she would have to contend with. And I couldn't wait to write her story. But I knew time would have to pass, literally. You know, you can't just, it's not like I don't want to do soap opera. You know, in in like two weeks, Joey goes from an eight-year-old to a 20-year-old just, you know, because they want someone hot and sexy on there. Um, I needed to get some time and some distance. And so it really was befitting to have Relic and Elixir come after and, and wait until this point to talk about her story and, you know, her growth. Well, that's, you know, that's true. You know, let's talk about, you know, uh, reality here. You've mm-hmm. got to have, a, you know, yes, it's a made-up world. And, you know, people say, well, it's fiction. Yes, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, you've got to have a little reality there. And by having that, you know, a certain amount of time between, you know, the first book and and then, mm-hmm. you know, this book, you it's, it's a natural progression, then, then people are anticipating it. Got to have some anticipation. Right. Why Absolutely. don't people anticipate? They're anticipating anymore. They want it now. It's true. And it's really, it's unfortunate um, in some respects. It's exciting because you're like, hey, you liked it so much that you want more. But in the same token, it's like, I can only write so fast being a a (laughs) full-time teacher (laughs) and a mother. And uh, and as much as I want to write constantly, you know, I... I need to give my brain a break so that, you know, fresh ideas and exciting ideas can come, you know, to come to work with me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but I have to say, honestly, my fans are the best. Why? Because yeah. they don't needle me. They don't say bad things to me and, and say, ah, you're never going to come out with anything else. And what, you're taking too long. I have never received anything but just wonderful love, love, love from anyone who has read my work. And they're waiting so patiently. And I, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah, that does help a lot. That's, I, I, you know, so I have some writer, uh, readers who say, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to read you until you already have the series done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because they want to make sure days. you're going to finish it. You hear, you hear that too, huh? Wow. I've heard that around. Now, um, I haven't heard anyone say it to my face, saying, well, I'm not going to buy any of your books until your series is done. But I think I, I have a proven track record at this point that 
uh, being on my fourth book in this and um, getting ready to write five and six of the book, Waitress, that they know they can count on me to to bring out the stories. Right. They just need to wait, you know. There you so. go. Yeah. We've got somebody on. The, looks like we've got somebody on the line for you already. Are you ready to uh, take I a call? Absolutely. Hello, caller. Hello, Hello. caller. Hello. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm hearing a tin can. <laughs> I, I'm going like, you know, if you want to wanna do the hot breathing on the phone, that's fine. But there's probably not the place to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's someone who's who's wanting to call in, so I don't know if there are technical difficulties with that too. But uh, yeah, how they just don't know that they're on live now because they were waiting like uh, half second. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe, hang on. Maybe. I'm gonna put them on mute and see whether or not they come back. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. And, yeah, sometimes well, we sometimes they'll chatting. call in. Yeah, they they knocked off, so they probably said, "Oops." Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they call in and they don't realize that they're in the switchboard. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty so, interesting it... world in the uh, blog the blog radio sphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so you guys actually can actually call and and this is a live show, so you know it's not just you know calling in and, and listening. You can do that. That you know uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, sometimes they don't want to really want to talk; they just want to hear you. And that's how they they hear you. Instead of they don't, you, know, you guys can actually listen to the show straight from the internet. Okay, so <laughs> sometimes they they don't know that. So just to let you guys know, you can listen to this straight from the show, uh, and, and you know, right above, just click on it, and then and you'll be hearing this a little few seconds delay. Uh, it is kind of weird when you hear hear both of them going at the same time, like I've had to do sometimes. But um, it's well, you have to delay just delay. in case I say a naughty word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth, right? <laughs> I know. Just a potty mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, you know, I haven't seen you in a little while. You know? Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? We haven't seen each other in a little while. Oh, I know, I know. It's It's been a bit. Um, but I think for a moment we saw each other at that um, author summer event, and that was fun yeah. to see you there. Yeah. That was a really nice event of a bunch of authors, all different genres um, coming together. Uh, what was that, the Phoenix? Yeah, we were packed in there like sardines, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I believe it's going to be somewhere else. Uh, I don't know if yes. I'm going to be able to make it there, but um, we can talk about where we're, where we'll might see each other again across the year. Um, yeah. I know oh, that saw um, each other at Leprechaun. The, what's that? We saw oh, each other at Leprechaun. Yes. Yeah. And so that was in May. And, mm-hmm. and uh, then Tucson's we- Festival of Books. Yeah, we saw each other then. Yeah, that was last March, and I, I'm probably gonna just do the hanging out thing again this year. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I love it down there. Um, yeah. I, it's sorry, I'm right in the I'm 
starting that busy conference season now. So um, in October, I'm actually going to be at a new event called the, uh, uh, was it Comic Media? Oh, now I don't even know what it is. Oh, my heavens. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I got you in there. (laughs) Oh, there it is, the Comic Media Expo, October 17th and 19th. I'm going to be there. You and I are doing a panel together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know I'm doing a bunch be so with fun. Uh, Matt, with Matt and uh, Ron and uh, um, Tina. Tina. So yeah. yeah, we should have a bunch of fun there. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it. it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. We're take over. Let's just take over. You know, let's, we'll just take yeah. over. That's all there is to it. That's all. And uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have a booth. So I'm gonna have a booth there, and so uh, it'll be really crazy. And uh, <laughs> great, great. <laughs> so right. yeah. yeah, and then we're gonna be a fear con as well. That that that's uh, that's more horror, and you're not in a horror. You know what? Um, I really am not. If I, if I think if I showed my face at a horror convention, they would laugh me right out of there. Um, because <laughs> just because I have Satan in my books doesn't make me horror. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a, that's a um, it makes it creepy. It makes it, you know, scary. It makes it really dark and angsty, but it doesn't necessarily mean horror. So, unfortunately, I would just go to those as a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were saying in November you're going to be somewhere? Oh, yeah, November, uh, my uh, Desert Rose writing chapter of RWA does a free writing workshop uh, conference on a Saturday. And, yeah, go figure. I'm going to know when that is. Um, I was just emailed. I believe I'm going to be there teaching a class. It could either be on uh, publishing or craft. So it's going to be one of those. Yeah, let me look for that right now. It's called the Scottsdale Writers Conference. And let me see here. Um, I think I have to go to my RWA thing. I should have looked that up beforehand. My apologies to that. But we can talk about something, um, (laughs) you know, while I'm looking for it here. Because I wanted to make sure that uh, that's not on my calendar. So I wanted to make sure to go put that on the calendar and let everybody know about it. But, you know, that's that's, Mm. that's, that's what we're here for, talk about where you're going to be. Right. Um, I also, uh, let me see. Here we are over here. Conferences. Might be the first week. Oh, I think it's November 8th. Hold on. It is, that's, yep, it's November 8th. (laughs) Ha ha, found it. Um, At the Scottsdale Library. And we all just put on a, a morning, um, I think an afternoon as well, of, of workshops is talking craft and, and business um, for the aspiring and already writers. Um, so it's really a wonderful opportunity for uh, people to go to a free event. I can't say free enough because we usually get paid for these kinds of things and we're giving it away for free. So it's a wonderful opportunity. Good. That's yep. awesome. 
I'll put that on there. Unfortunately, it's the same weekend as Houston Comic Con. So we'll be in two oh, parts of the world. Oh, I'll, shout, I'll use my megaphone and shout hello to you. Good. I want to get there. I definitely want to get there. <laughs> Crazy. There's too many things going on in October and November. Yeah. You know? That's just a, yeah, a, a, I, I basically like said, run about. Time. <laughs> well, I, I usually run about one conference or one uh, convention a month. So uh, wow. I think I'm free in, je- in de- December and January, but then February it kicks in with oh, Glendale's yeah. Chocolate Affair. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then March yeah. has the um, Tucson Festival of Books. And I don't know when Leprechaun is this year yet. I haven't gotten info June. on that. So I June. Oh, it's in June? Uh-oh. Yep. We'll have to see. Uh, because then we have Arizona Dreamin', which is the yep. weekend, always the weekend after Memorial Day. So, And that's that's my own gig, as you know, which I loved seeing you there. That was awesome. <laughs> and this is our fifth that. year. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited. Um, we we run a wonderful romance reader event, as well as a writer's event called Build in the Dream. So we actually, um, you may or may not have heard, we've morphed from Arizona Dreamin' and Build in the Dream to the Dreams Convention. Oh, and if no, you just go to the dreamsconvention.com, you'll see everything there. We start oh, no. Wednesday night uh, with a with a book signing open to the public and then we go into our work first we work and it's all the yeah, there you are. all the workshops for writers and then we play and we uh, it's all about romance readers and them meeting up with their favorite and their new favorite authors so from Wednesday through Sunday it's just a jam packed wonderful event that is awesome so, yeah, pretty exciting. Hey. We're five years in already. Yeah. Do you have Do you have any of your book, your new book that you have sitting around that you could read a little bit to us? I do. I do. I brought up an excerpt or two. So, awesome! Um, yay! Yes! 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> I am going to read, and they're PG thirteen. Okay. So, um, uh, so Hannah in uh, Angel Rising has all grown up. And uh, when she grows up, she, when she turns 36 years old, she will become immortal. She will become an angel. She will become the leader of the Brethren Warriors. And she will have the power of creation and annihilation. So that's a lot for someone to handle, all of that coming at her. Um, the realizations hit her hard. Uh, now, at this point in the story where I'm going to read, Hannah has been um, with a guy for a year, and suddenly her powers start wreaking havoc on her life. They start coming in, and as with all things with change, you know, like when your voice changes, it cracks and it gets a little funky, right? Well, when her powers come in, they go a little haywire too, and he just flips out, and it's devastating to her. So I'll pick up at that point. 
Through a nauseating haze, Hannah heard banging like a jackhammer, and she wanted to murder the bastard who had no care for the condition she currently found herself in. She searched around with her hands for a pillow to cover her ears and realized she was still on the hallway floor. Sitting up was not an option, but slithering on her belly to the bathroom would work. It was miles away, though, and her immediate concern was tossing her cookies all over her beloved hardwood floor. Her next concern? Someone had just picked her up off the floor. What? Who? Hannah, it's me. Excuse me, Gabriel. Sorry about that. I got you, honey. Need the bathroom? Yeah, I think you need the bathroom. Gabriel, what are you doing in my hallway? Oh, Lord, I don't feel so good. I think I'm going to... She burped. Oh, that's better. On second thought, maybe not. Gabriel set her down by the toilet where she proceeded to fall to her knees and bend over the seat to throw up. She felt her hair being swept up and away and concentrated on getting everything inside her out. Dry heaves followed and Gabriel placed a cool, wet rag on her neck. When her stomach calmed, she flushed and leaned against the tub wall, eyes closed. Her hair fell back down around her shoulders and soon after Gabriel tapped her shoulder, offering her a cup of water. Swish and spit, then take a sip. Okay. She followed his instructions and handed him back the cup. He offered her some mouthwash. I know, swish and spit. Yep. She complied and threw the cup away. Before she could say or do anything else, he picked her back up and carried her to the bedroom. After laying her down, he pulled a chair over and sat beside her. She smiled weakly and tears flowed again. His face held no judgment, no reproof, not even pity. He looked upon her with, what? I can't believe you're here right now. I'm so embarrassed. You even held my hair back for me. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) You even held my hair back for me. Yes, I did. He moved in and gently swiped her cheeks with the backs of his fingers. You watched me empty the entire contents of my stomach, and you're still here. Yes, I still am. Tears turned into sobs, which became wails. Please don't cry. What hurts you hurts me. Let me comfort you, Hannah. Let me take your pain away. He moved to sit beside her on the bed and gathered her in his arms. No, I don't want to feel better. I want to feel like shit. I want to feel human. He rocked her gently, despite her pleas. Hannah, immortality doesn't mean you lose what made you human. Simply enhances who you already are. In fact, if Anything, emotions are even stronger as an immortal. Relax. Give in to the calm. Accept your fate and the path laid out for you. I'm sorry it didn't work out with Rick. I really am. But I know there's someone out there that's crafted especially for you. Just wasn't him. Somebody's crafted just for me? That's a lovely thing to say. Gabriel, you're a wonderful man. I mean, angel. You're a wonderful angel. And you're going to make a wonderful angel, too. He kissed the top of her head and 
pushed a final dose of peace. The surge sent her mind to rest and her soul at ease. She fell asleep in her protector's arms. The end. Wow. Yeah, you really read well. Oh, thank you. I love reading aloud. I read aloud to my students all the time, and I just love it. <laughs> it's the emotion that you get out in your voice. Uh, yeah. i got to get the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go for it. I actually I happen to have a copy. <laughs> Brazilian available. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I go like, wow, you know, you, you, yeah, because that's really what makes it happen. Is that you know you got the emotions going on there. Uh, I'm, I'm curious on you know so many levels about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's well, happen? here's the here's the tricky thing, Patty, is that you know there's history here. You know, Gabriel was around when um, Hannah was in danger from Satan. And he's been around, they've known each other for 30 years. And it was a real concern of mine when I was thinking about who would be the perfect male lead for this story. And I talked to a lot of people. I, I polled a lot of fans, talked to my editor, and the one man that I knew was right for her, and no one else seemed to, you know, they're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I said, but you know what? I know Hannah. I know her as if she were me, as if she were my child. And I know my boys. And it's just this book has become such a powerhouse for me. Um, emotionally and professionally, I just think that they are, and this story is just so powerful. Um, it it really, um, some may, I think it might eclipse Elixir, you know, in that fiery, torrid relationship between Nathaniel and Callie, um, where they're both so broken and they both heal each other. Um, to a certain point. And here, it's not like that. You know, there are outside forces that, you know, can make or break this relationship. Um, so it's a tenuous uh, path that they lead these two. So it's just exciting to see. When I was done with this book one, I was supposed to write uh, book five of Book Waitress, and Hannah and Gabriel wouldn't let me go. They're like, no, you need to finish our story. You need to finish it now. I went, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that's all I could think about anyway. So it was just yeah. natural to do that. Do you usually work on multiple books at a time? Um, I only have two series, and then occasionally a story will, you know, come in. Someone will say, will you write something for us and all, and I'm like, how can I say no? Um, it was really um, a scary step when I went from just writing the Brethren series to acknowledging that I had another series in me and I wanted to write it. And it does pose challenges because I, I, there's a very different timeline with the Book Waitress series. Um, ideally and theoretically, I needed to be 
producing a book every four months for my readers. Um, and it kind of got stuck at a certain point because uh, the brethren got in the way and, you know, they, they started getting in the way of each other, but I'm not giving up on either. You know, we, they just have to wait their turn and I have to be diligent about, you know, getting these stories out. So um, I am like, oh my goodness, I'm 8,000 <laughs> words away from finishing Angel Rising book two and going back to revise it. And as soon as that's done, I am writing five and six of Book Waitress, which will be um, Rockabye Demon and Sticks and Stones. So then for Book Waitress, I will have A Hunting We Will Go, um, Rockabye Demon and Sticks and Stones will form that second volume for that series. So I've got my work cut out for me and all that should be done well um, well before Arizona Dream, which is uh, the end of May. Wow. Yeah, yeah you definitely got, yeah. got your book. You definitely got your work cut out for you. I and do, you look, look I feel like you've got, you've got the book waitress one uh, is actually free right now on Kindle. Uh, I have book waitress on perma-free, so it will always be free. And honestly, I'm trying to get Trinity at that level, but it's not working quite well. Although Trinity is only 99 cents, and you'll want to read that first uh, before you read Angel Rising, just to get a sense as to where Hannah's been. Um, and um, But on Kobo and on iTunes, Trinity is free. So if you happen to go there, you get a little bonus. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I if just... you're interested in Gabriel's story and where he comes from, I've got Gabriel Seeker, which is a short story on sale uh, at uh, Amazon, which gives you a bit of an insight as to where he's coming from. So you've got Trinity and where Hannah's coming from, Gabriel Seeker, where Gabriel's coming from, and all of that supports Angel Rising. There you go. It's a beautiful coverage, by the way. Thank you. Scott Carpenter is just amazing. He, um, when I got Trinity back, um, in terms of my own rights back to it, um, I went to him immediately because he does all my book waitress covers. And I asked Scott to I said, so uh, how do you feel about doing some Brethren Angels? And he's like, hell yeah. And I went, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, he, he just did. I love Trinity's cover. I, it's phenomenal. And Angel Rising, uh, she just embodies Hannah. She, she's Hannah. So I'm just so thrilled. I really am. It does help awesome to have dude. a... It does help to have a uh, again the designer that's followed you. I tell people yeah. you know, it's kind of like the, kind of like an editor, you know. Uh, you should stick oh, with the same people. Oh, that's a great analogy. I know from experience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true because you know your editor helps you cra- you know helps you polish your words, and your cover artist you know tells the story on the cover. Yes. Um, so yeah, you definitely have to. There, there's some, you know, a lot of back and forth, back and forth in terms of talking first, getting a feel. 
um, finding just the right girl, just the right guy, just the right coloring, you know, mm-hmm. is incredible what goes yeah. into it. And he works magic. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I can tell people, it says, you know, if you're going to uh, get, get an editor, you should get the very beginning of your series. And if you didn't have that editor, if you're doing, you know, book two with that editor, then they need to book one in order to be able to find out, you know, what the story's about and being able to know when something's not right in book two, you've got to read book one. There's, yeah. there's no question. There's no question. So um, I, I advise people to stick with the same editor throughout, just if you really like them and they get along and they like your story as much as you do, especially. Yeah. Right. And Nicole Hicks, who's my editor, she has been with me since the very beginning of my career. And she, she, manuscripts are her babies, and that's how <laughs> she treats them. And I love that. And she is totally invested in the brethren, and she's totally invested in Book Waitress. Um, she edits all of my work. And God bless my beta readers because they're the ones who are out there in the field, the real readers, and they tell it like it is and let me know like, oh, you so nailed it, or could we have a little more of this in this section? Or, you know, I was really hoping to see this section, you know, so I love that about them. Um, And I I strongly recommend having as many eyes on that manuscript as possible so that um, uh, mistakes, errors, errors, are absolutely are to a minimum. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. the the uh, beta readers. I, yeah. I was reading an article because um, I, I yeah you know, I read often about the, you know how to the craft of the writing and things like that. Um, and they said that you should get a beta reader after you edit. And I'm going like that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do you it know, after? I do both. I do both, actually. Um, for Angel Rising, I gave it to my betas first. Um, and for Angel Rising Book 2, I'm going to give it to them after. Um, there's, there's a lot to be said because editors will pick up something and, and you may have to change a lot around so that by the time, um, if your beta readers read it first, they're not, they're not reading... Oh, how can I put it? As polished as it can be before the final polishing. Um, I learned a lot by giving it to them first. And and it was like, oh, hey, listen, forget about Chapter 10. I'm sending you a new Chapter 10. Well, I felt icky doing that. So that's why this time around I'm going to send it to my betas after. Because I can still go back in and make changes, but it's the cleanest possible copy that they can read. Okay. Yeah, but, but you know so, what? Let, let me say I, this I said, to you. Too. <laughs> um, the, the beta readers that I have, I trust, and so I trust them to see all my warts and all. And my warts are all my editing errors that I, you know, that I didn't see or catch before sending it off. Right. Um, but sometimes you don't have that. Sometimes your beta readers, you know, they're new to you, and you know, you want them to see. As, as best as possible, and then you say, okay, if I need you to look for any any consistency issues, any character mm-hmm. issues, arc issues, time issues, 
and you know I really give them a thorough list of what I want them to focus on and if any issues come out tell me and I can fix it um, it can be difficult if your writing needs a lot of editing and mm-hmm. you give it to the betas beforehand it's hard for them right so in other words so you need to do you need to do your work first oh yeah <laughs> I do as much editing as I possibly can on my own before Mm -hmm. I give it to them, uh, before I gave it to them. And yet, um, and it was pretty clean, actually, when um, Nicole gave it back to me um, this time around. But um, I don't know. I I really, I'm going to be giving it to them after this time. Mm -hmm. I, I want Nicole to get her hands on it first. Interesting. Yeah, so I, it, I guess it would depend on the on what the book is, and you know that, you know how you feel. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I think I need need to do a lot more editing. You just don't have time to do it completely mm-hmm. uh, the way you would want to, you know, the hand of the beta reader. So you would give it to the editor first. But right, I, that's I, that's my time crunch now for book two. Right, I don't right. have time to give my betas the two weeks. Please read it. I'm like editor and then you read it. <laughs> okay. right. So you're not waiting around if, uh, for the one that's straggling and, and not able to get it done in time. You just go ahead and go with it. But. Well, you know what? Um, I have learned over time that if you are very clear and explicit about what you need, then you will get it. So I put out a Google form an application if you wanted to be my beta reader. And I have my regulars and I have them put their names in and whatever. Um, I said, but you must understand that I need need a two-week window. You have it and from now, two weeks from now, I need your responses back. And in my email, I let them know exactly what I need them to focus on. And um, everybody came through. Everybody. And I had a lot of time. I don't usually have right. so many. I had six betas. I usually keep wow. it to three. But everyone's like, oh, please, please, please. I'm like, you know what? I trust you. Yes, I do want to know your opinion because this book is that important. Hmm. Not, not that it, all the others weren't, but, it, you know, right. this one yeah, is four. Sure. This one is book four. This is huge. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a six beta reader, so you know that's so everybody out there who's listening, uh, you know, kind of have that question quite a bit. They they ask me, well, how many beta readers do you need? And I said, honestly, I that's really going to depend on what you, they're reading mm-hmm. and how many people you trust and how many people will right. do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a real clear answer in that. No, I have kept it at three until this book. Now, how did you get beta readers? How did you get beta readers? People ask me that question, too. Beta beta readers, they come from my fan base. They're like my my first line of tribe members, the the ones, the fans who have actually become friends. Um, And uh, I I trust them implicitly. They, They know that I expect them to give me um, absolute honesty because I don't need yes people around me. I need no. people to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, oh, that's perfect, I love this or that, it's no, no. Mm-hmm. 
There you have know, it. There's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have had friends who've been burned um, through the beta process, where their books have been pirated, and and so um, wow, wow. you know, you really have to stay up front. Listen, when this is all done, I expect you to delete my emails, delete the the review copy. And one thing I want to put out there for authors is, um, listen, when you when you set out to do to send out your arts to your beta readers, you want to go and put a watermark on it, on your file so that every page reads review copy. And then you want to save it as a PDF so that they can't remove that. Um, I just and then also too I put on the front cover of that copy that you understand that it you know I, I the whole copyright business you know it's such a such an issue it's really sad yeah. but yes you have to develop a, a trusting relationship with your people that's why I kept it small for so long but these six people I adore them I I can't wait to give them book two. <laughs> They were excited probably and, and had a lot of yeah. a lot of feedback for you. <laughs> yeah, <good>. definitely. <laughs> and of course I think that helps fuel your excitement too of your own work, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Um and I had such a vast array, such a variety of people beta reading. So, you know, um That's good. It really gave me a great sense as to my audience. You know, they it's always important to know who your target audience is. Well, absolutely. Fortunately for me, my target audience is <laughs> from 18 to 80, you know. <laughs> Everybody of all age levels love these stories. And men and women too, because one of my betas is a man. And he loves my stories. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that cool. actually surprised. <laughs> I think that surprised me about uh, romance reading. I have more romance. I have more men fans than I do women, and they're going like, "When did this happen?" Um, and, and yeah, and then Don says, "Well, you do realize that they're like they're like engineers." I said, "Holy crap, they are." <laughs> They're engineers, and they need this kind of escape, or what? <laughs> I know this. It's it's weird. Well, it's a, but you it's do a time sci-fi problem. romance, so maybe it's right. that sci-fi that's hooking them in, and yeah. oh, yeah. some romance. And they're, they're, they're staying. They're staying for the sex. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Rope them in with the science and stay for the sex. I love right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah, we really loved your idea about this particular gadget and da 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 da, and, and really love the helicopters. But you know, the sex is really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and I get so disappointed when I don't read it, as I as I don't read at conventions. Uh, I don't read, I don't read the sexual scenes, and <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I would just, <laughs> I would giggle, uh, and you know I, what? I can't either. <laughs> Up to a certain point, and it's like no more. Okay, I am already turned turned beet red, and I can't go any further. Especially when there's a, you know men in front of me, I right. <laughs> I cannot read to you like that. So uh, you know, I pick something that's is more you know scenes that make me laugh. Yeah, that those are ones I actually like to read. So. <laughs> yeah, 
That's funny. I, I, you know, mentioning sex in the books, I have to say from the start of my writing career until now, I have gotten bolder. <laughs> Not that I'm using, you know, words that I just can't use. I just can't do it. But I have definitely, um, uh, the love scenes are the hardest to write because I, I have to make it sound so amazing without yeah. using those words and and it's, yeah. it's the challenge it's the challenge of it but i've gotten bolder with those scenes i gotta tell you <laughs> <laughs> you can tell i'm more yeah. comfortable with my writing you know <laughs> yeah yeah I remember uh, when I was writing my hu- my husband at the time would was reading over my what are you re- what are you writing there you know, and I, I said, yeah. just get out of here. I'm in the middle of a scene. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, give me a fan, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just stick it right here on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I tend to write those late at night when everyone's gone to bed. Yeah. That's yeah. when I write those. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I was doing too. Unfortunately, it was like coming in the middle of the night. And I was like, "What are you doing up?" And you're in the middle of my scene here. You know? Yeah, how dare you get... interrupt me during the sexual scene? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know there's something wrong with that. <laughs> but we want to. You know? Yeah. Oh hey, once you get us started, you got to finish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, don't. Yep. Got to finish. <laughs> oh, man. And boy, oh, boy, let me tell you, it's quite bold in this particular book. <laughs> it's bold for oh, me. Bold. If anyone knows me, it's the boldest I've been. Wow. So, yeah. That, that, there you go. Hey, everyone, that itself is worth grabbing that book. Because, uh, yeah, people yeah, who know my writing, it's it's sensual and steamy. Um, and this is like, hoo-ha, yeah, even more so. So I'm pretty pleased with those scenes. <laughs> yeah. Now, how, you know, I wonder, how in the world you got, you, you were in the middle of moving, and mm-hmm. and then you did your, your, your convention in, in June, yeah. and, and, and then you're, here you are trying to write, I mean, trying to get this done before the end of summer. That must have been a really... That must have been just really awful. Uh, you know, try to get crazy. It. Yeah, it was crazy because you know what else happened during that time? Um, I was in the middle of edits for um, my romantic suspense novel called Finding Lost. That is releasing February tenth from Faded Desires Publishing. I am so stoked about it. Um, I love writing romantic suspense, and I was editing that and trying to start Angel Rising. Um, And it just, it was just lunacy. Something had to give. And so I really had to put Angel Rising on the back burner. I wrote um, Angel Rising, probably got the bulk of my attention. Uh, Soon after Arizona Dreamin', my friend Chris Tuala and I, who put on the show, along with Morgan Kearns, but Chris Tuala and I for years now have done a writing retreat every summer. 
And boy, do we lay down the wordage. Let me tell you, it is all wow. business and then fun, you know, fun sprinkled in. And we went nice. to Vegas this year, and it was fantastic. And we never, we never did so much writing as we did there. So um, Angel Rising really got its footing there. That's awesome. And so you, can, yeah. do you spend that time to bounce ideas off each other? Um, or just you know what? We, this is what this is what it sounds like. So we sit at either we're sitting at the same desk opposite each other, or she's at a desk and I'm at a sofa, and all of a sudden you'll hear, <laughs> and I go what? <laughs> I'm showing each other a little section, and then I'll go no, oh, and she goes what? And I'll read my section, and then I hear, <laughs> I'm like uh oh what? And she'll read her section, <laughs> you know. So we share <laughs> along the way. We do. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> So we know each other's stories very well without it never without ever reading them. <laughs> Not all the way through, you know. <laughs> right. That that sounds That's like a lot. Funny. I always always think, yeah. you know, uh that would be great to you know, I said like uh Stephen King had the book uh, Misery where the where the author goes to a retreat and you know, goes into uh hiding to finish mm-hmm. his book. And then after his book, you know, finishing, he's 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 done. He celebrates, and then he leaves. So I thought, well, you know, how can you afford the hotel room for that long? Unless he's really, really a voracious, uh, fast writer. Right. You know what? Nora Roberts right. does the same thing too. She has this three-month cycle. You know, and she's got someone to be a writer here, right? Yeah. I wish. I wish. I would love that. Wow. That's a that's no. a dream. But our writing retreats are like four, three, four days. <laughs> right. No and then I come home this. and I and I hole up in my office and I just uh, I just write, 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 write. I'm really good at doing the marathon writing because I've had to. Um, you know, everyone crafts their own time. So, you know, when I was younger, I had to take it when I could get it because my kids were so young. Um, so now that they're older and much more self-sufficient and, you know, I can definitely wedge out much larger chunks of time and I'm able to really maximize, uh, my time spent writing. But, um, excuse me, I, you know, usually the weekdays are for uh, social promotional things, uh, maybe editing is a good time uh, for the weekday stuff, but the bulk of my writing happens on the weekends. There you go. I always ask, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's different. They say, well, is there any one way to do that? No. You just have to find out what you're comfortable with and, and then stick to it. You've got to carve out your time and, and honor it. It's really important to honor it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, sure that, that I'm laughing in, but <laughs> yeah. here I tell people what to do, but I don't do it myself. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how yeah. it is. I'm being a bad the shoe, girl. What, the shoemaker's wife, right? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. I know. It's, it's hard. It's very good. You know, as a teacher, it's very easy to teach, but to... Um, what you call it to to follow what you're teaching is hard. It takes a lot of discipline. It really does. Yeah, and uh, and that's my problem. Is is uh, 
you know, the sympathy with everybody mm-hmm. else's stuff. Um, right. Because you're get all to my... to all people. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> you, are. you are. You're all things to all people and organizations, I should add, too. So, um, and I don't know where you find the time. Probably in between blinking, as I call it. You know, when do you have yeah, a chance yeah. to in between blinking? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I haven't thought about that one. I, I just, yeah. you know, I say in my spare time, and, and I look at them like, what? You have spare time? <laughs> when did that happen, and when, where can I get some? <laughs> we haven't had spare time since we were kids, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that was back when I was really creative. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, creativity is just one of those things, you you know, you you're, you get creative in so many areas, and uh, you just got to do it all the time. You got you got to create. You got it in other different ways. There, there's so many ways to be creative now. So yeah, there are. Uh, yeah, it, it's not just about writing. It's about you know creating uh, opportunities for others and and to do media. To me, media is a really important part of being an author now. So mm-hmm. it's 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 become you know it's really important to sit down and actually do the show. Hello, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I love it. I love it. I I. I'm envious of, of that. Um, but instead, I'll just be a guest. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have fun talking to you guys, you know. I do. Oh, uh, I have fun too. talking to you guys, and, and I have people who, who come up to me, all the different conventions and shows. They know who I am because of the show. And mm-hmm. they think, you know, they, they just got such, you know, they got a lot out of it because they listen to you guys. Right, you know? and you know, I was just going to say, you can have me back anytime. You have a question about about writing, about the craft, about the the business of it, you know, that you want to give to your listeners. I'm more than happy to sit and chat and answer those questions because at heart, I'm a teacher. I and that's what I do. That's my Arizona dream, and is so great because I love to be in front of an audience and to to teach something, and and uh, that's why I love doing conferences. So. Um, I'm more than happy to field any questions and, and answer them for people. And you know you do that already because we talked about a couple of things that you just didn't realize mm-hmm. I was asking you questions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're, the, yeah. the thing is, the, tr- the trick is the interview is is that you're just talking to them as if we're just talking. As we've already, we already got answers on, on beta readers. We've got to get answers on, on how you do your writing and, and what your timing is and and how you you know your uh, hone your craft? You get all those answers, and you just didn't realize I asked the question. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky! <laughs> you are a masterful interviewer. <laughs> yeah, that's what's fun about it. That's what's fun about it. I you yeah. know I like conversations. You know, and really, that's what to me an interview should be a conversation. It's not uh, yes and no. You know, I, and and then you know a little bit of information in between. It's about you know the comfortable atmosphere. We're just in here talking. If you have right. a cup of coffee, you know I've got a you know a Dutch pepper, and you know we're just talking. I want to know more about you, and as if we were getting to know. And I haven't seen you in a little while, so here we're we're getting caught up. I was just gonna say, hey. This this gives us an opportunity to talk, which we never get this opportunity to talk. I know. That's so everybody... fantastic. 
So, you know, now I know everything you've done, you know, uh, in the last mm-hmm. months. And, and uh, I'm assuming that you're all moved into your house now. I am. I'm sitting in my office looking at my window as I'm talking to you. Um, it went through a little, a few little incarnations, but uh, I'm situated in a spot that really works great, getting a lot done. So we're just really happy to be here. The neighborhood is awesome. The neighbors are f- just fantastic. Uh, you know, it, we're feeling really blessed. I, I am blessed every way around. My students are awesome. My teammates are awesome. My neighborhood is awesome. My writing career, the friends I have made, everything is just awesome. I'm just totally blessed. That's all I can say. Wow. And we're excited for you because, you know, you deserve it. Because, you again, you are a giving person, and that's what should happen. Oh, thank you. You know, you you give to others, and therefore you should get it, you know, you get it back. And so we love you, too. Oh, I have good. a question. I have a question about your house, though. Okay. Yes. It's kind of like a keyboard, and I say this because Don ruined my keyboard. He dumped a bunch of uh, a drink on my keyboard, and I wanted to kill him because it's a keyboard that I've had for quite some time. You know what I'm saying? It's like a yeah. It's like a chair, okay, that you've gotten oh. used to. So mm-hmm. when you got to your new house, did it feel awkward? You're not sure exactly where you're going to be comfortable writing. Does it kind of slow you down a little um, bit? You know what? Um, I tested out a few different spots, but I knew when I walked into this house before it was mine that the office was going to be mine. I knew it. I just felt it. And I said, everyone, I have dibs on this room. No one else is encroaching on it. Not anymore. This is too serious. <laughs> So, yeah, I tried sitting in the family room. I tried sitting in the living room. And they were good for editing, you know, because and revising, nothing big. But for that solid writing, I mm. am always in my office. This is where I write. This is where I work. This is where I play online. This, this is everything. Um, and around me, you'll see I've got posters hanging uh, or picture frames hanging of my covers I've got a uh, I've got a vision board on that's hanging on my door facing me that has my vision on it that I can look at all the time. So wow. I'm surround I'm surrounded by my uh, work. I'm surrounded by my goals that I've achieved and and goals yet to, to be achieved. So um, that's really important to me. That's awesome. And it's, again, it sounds like you've gotten exactly what you need in order to move forward. You are at a pinnacle at this point, I think, based on what you just said about your new book, that you are at a point where you really have grown as well. I, I pray. I pray. I I feel it. I feel I'm on the brink of something really like the next plateau. Um, and I'm going to do my darndest to make sure that I get there because I am a goal setter and I'm a goal doer um, and a goal achiever. So, um, you know, that's what I have looking forward. There you go. And that's mm-hmm. what everybody needs to know. And I, I know your voice is getting, uh, you're having problems with your voice and <laughs> probably we've already gone over an hour. So, you know, uh, you, you're here. It's already hour over. 
Can you believe it? I I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But my tummy's grumbling, so it must be yeah, true. Yeah, you go. Must be true. <laughs> so I, well, it's you been know, so I wonderful thanks being so here much. with you. And thanks so much for being my my first here since uh, the, since the summer. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to pretend that my cup here of soda is actually <laughs> a glass of champagne, and I am going to toast you, you and your show. <laughs> To a wonderful season. <laughs> well, thanks so much. I've got an uh, interview with Tina next. It'll be Wednesday. So we'll be doing Wednesdays. Wonderful. So wonderful. with that, big hug, woman. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Big hug to you. Me too. And love <laughs> to everyone out there in the ethosphere. And I'll be sending you this uh, this clip so that way you can put it, do whatever you want with it. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, have a great night. Thanks so much. And I'll see you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Dana. And I know you had your peeps sitting out there, and here you had a chance to talk to her. And you didn't. I don't know what you're doing. But, you know, we're back in on this, and we're going to be back here at KWOD Radio. Oh, what are we doing here? Well, obviously, we have another show on Sunday, and that's going to be the next space show with Alan Joe at 7 p.m. Arizona time. Uh, it be 10 p.m. Eastern time uh, for all those back east. I know that we have a lot of you over there uh, back in Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. And uh, a lot of you listening from New York. So definitely uh, check in on 7 o'clock. And, of course, that's the next space show with Alan Joe. And next Tuesday, next Wednesday, sorry, next Wednesday, uh, same bat channel, same bat time. I'll be here talking to Tina T.M. Williams. T.M. Williams has a new book coming out. Uh, well, gee, when when doesn't she have a book coming out? I, you know, <laughs> I'm the tail end of that one from her, and uh, she has handed me her her first uh, nonfiction book to. Uh, be able to edit, and so we'll be talking about her nonfiction uh, endeavors here, and uh, be doing she's doing middle doing audiobooks. So we will definitely be talking to her about audiobooks and how they're playing into the uh, you know whether or not to do the fiction uh, or just for nonfiction, and uh, what she thinks is the future is of that, and of course all the different conventions she has coming up. Uh, so we'll be talking to her about all that next Wednesday, 5.30. And what else we got here? I'm doing another module. I'll be teaching another module on jungle survival, jungle marketing survival for authors. You want to know more about that? Give me, give you know, PM me on, on Facebook because uh, the module one is going to be starting soon. We're just trying to uh, make sure we got a place, a location that's not going to kill me. Um, on uh, in Mesa, we're going to do it in Mesa this time. Last time we were in Scottsdale, uh, you, so you guys in Scottsdale had your chance. And I won't be back in Scottsdale a while because our next one after that's going to we're going to do module one and then we'll do module two, and then we'll probably do a module one and two in Phoenix. Uh, the Taco Guild. So we definitely have that already set. We just don't have a firm location. 
uh, due to unforeseen circumstances of uh, in Mesa. So trying to find a place there. And of course, that's next one uh, every Wednesday, every Wednesday and seventeenth, and then on the twenty fourth we've got the Hague Girls show again at the Ice House Tavern and on Thomas Road in Phoenix. So we'll have that that's again eight eight to ten o'clock, and in the evening. That's uh, obviously it's a tavern, so therefore it's in the evening. So eight to eight to ten there. And pop culture, we have our pop culture group that meets on the last Thursday of every month uh, right at the Queen's Pizza, Queen's Pizzeria in Mesa, right downtown Mesa. And that's at 6.30. So we got something coming up, and we're excited about. And of course, let me go real fast. We don't have any real major conventions until the Comic and Media Expo 2014, and that is a Mesa Convention Center on October 17th through 19th. Um, they are one of our new advertisers, so definitely take a look at them. Uh, we have get online Comic and Media Expo 2014 at the Mesa Convention Center. Uh, Barnes & Noble has another sign-in uh, sign for the authors, and that's going to be Barnes & Noble Zombie Day on the 18th. Uh, the Zombie Walk 6 is going to be on October 25th, and that's an all-day and all-night thing. Zombie Walk, guys, you've gone to the Zombie Walk before, you know what I'm talking about. An all-door thing, that would be just craziness. On October... Eighth, we've got uh, Dave Beatty. Uh, he is uh, artist, local artist here in Arizona, well known for quite a few of his comic book characters. And that will be again 5:30 p.m. And he'll be talking to me, uh, and it's Wednesday the eighth, 5:30. And on the 15th, we'll be doing a, a comic and, and media expo interview. Uh, they may not know it yet, but they will. <laughs> uh, FearCon is coming up. We're going to have we already have a space for them, and the FearCon is going to be on November first and second. We're very excited to and pleased to. We'll be setting up there a booth, and we'll be doing giveaways and lots of fun stuff. So we're looking forward to being out there as well. Uh, there are no advertiser of us uh, with us too. Kamikaze Expo in LA. Uh, Tina Williams is going to be out at, at the Kamikaze Expo in LA. Uh, Tucson Tuscan, I'm sorry, Tuscan Sci-Fi and Fantasy Convention is October 31st through November 2nd, and of course that's in Tucson. In November, real briefly, we have. Uh, Tucson Comic Con, we already have a space there. We're going to be out and doing giveaways and uh, we'll have our books there as well. Uh, Wild Media, in coordination with AZ Publishing Services, LLC, 
we'll have uh, our books for sale, and we'll do be doing our media wheel, which will be some freebies and giveaways. And that will be at Tucson Comic Con the 8th and 9th of November. So with that, we've got some busy times coming, and uh, we'll be getting you know, back into the frame of things. And I am so excited to be back here. This is KWAD Radio. And this is Patty Holstrand signing out for the day.